What's up, guys? My name is Philip from the Extra Point Podcast. I'm joined by my friends Rami and Rocky, and we're here to discuss fantasy football and the NFL drafts and the impacts and how they collide. First, we're going to start about talking about the top five quarterbacks selected in the first round and how they might affect the fantasy football situations of their respective teams. I'm thinking we should start with probably the least important one, Mac Jones. Do you guys have some thoughts on how he's going to affect the Patriots fantasy situation? Yeah, so I think Mac Jones, he's a great player. They won the college championship, but I don't know if he's going to make an impact on the Patriots offense. I still feel like Cam Newton will start in the first few weeks. Um, and even if Mac Jones does play, the Patriots don't have much options. They have Johnny Smith, who they got in free agency. But I don't think – they also got Hunter Henry, so they're going to split carries. I mean split catches. So I don't think he's going to be a great fantasy QB. I would agree with that. There's also not a lot of options on that team. Next up, uh, I want to talk about Justin Fields. The Bears traded up for him. He's a slimmer of hope in what seemed to be a disastrous offseason with the Bears, with them failing to get high-profile quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. What do you guys think? How do you think Fields is going to affect the Chicago Bears fantasy situation as such an exciting and high-profile player? Well, Philip, I don't think he's going to start for the first at least like eight weeks. Maybe after Thanksgiving, uh, he can come back. However, the Bears' line is rated uh, 22nd in the league and is pretty bad, as well as only Allen Robinson being their only star on the team. I don't think Justin Fields will fully succeed right away. And uh, drafting Robinson could be in threat due to Dalton's uh, success, not, not, not success with the Cowboys. Yeah. So, but what do you think of, like, star David Montgomery? David Montgomery finished the year as the running back four last year. But with Tariq Cohen going back and a change at quarterback, do you think that finish is repeatable for him? I think that finish could actually be repeatable for him because, like, with all the attention now focused on, like, the situation, they're going to return to a turn to a more reliable person in David Montgomery to carry this offense through the first few weeks. Okay, that's great. Now, probably the most exciting pick of this NFL draft, the pick everyone was talking about, ever since the 49ers traded up to the number three pick, Trey Lance. I'm wondering what you guys think, how, how he would affect the 49ers' fantasy options. Because in reality, they always have a great running back. Whoever's starting there is always getting great touches. George Kittle is obviously a monster. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk could be really reliable fantasy options if they stay healthy. So the question is, will Trey Lance help them, hurt them? How do you guys think he'll affect their situation? Yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback for fantasy and in real life just because the 49ers, their offense is set. They got wide receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, obviously. And they also have, as Phillips said, running back. Their running game um, already has, and any running back you put into the game can get you five, six yards a carry. So I think Trey Lance is just set up. Their defense is great. So he's set up to have a great fantasy year and a great um, NFL year. The only problem with him is, his lack of um, games played, he's only played 17 games at North Dakota State. And so we don't know how good he's going to be, but in those 17 games, he was very good. He threw for almost 2,000 or 3,000 yards. Yeah, I would I would agree. I think he's definitely the best situation of all these rookie quarterbacks. Next, I'd personally like to talk about Zach Wilson. Now, in my opinion, I think Zach Wilson went into the worst situation of all the rookie quarterbacks. And because of this, I think he's going to help the Jets' fantasy success, but I don't think it's really going to amount to nothing. Even though they added Corey Davis and Rondell Moore in the draft, their wide receiving core is still severely lacking. Running backs Michael P. Ryan and Michael Carter will lead the way. This skill position group is very underwhelming. I also believe Wilson will have to start day one with a horrible defense. 
So because of this, I personally think that the Jets' fantasy options are going to be very similar to last year, almost non-existent, except for maybe Michael Carter, which we might touch on later. Now, moving on to Trevor Lawrence. Everyone's been touting this guy as the great prospect, the prodigy since he won the national championship at 19 years old as a true flexion from Clemson. And I actually think he's going to break great things to fantasy options in Jacksonville. Before, I thought this might be Jack James Robinson at the running back. But now it looks like it might be Travis Etienne with the draft capital they've invested in. But the way uh, Trevor Lawrence can move the offense with additions like Marvin Jones, who's actually the wide receiver four in fantasy football the last eight weeks of the year, can really help the offense and improve scoring opportunities. And for fantasy football, they've got exactly what we like, a horrible defense. So I do think that Trevor Lawrence is going to provide a few stable fantasy options out of Jacksonville. But now let's move on to the specific players, the people who weren't quarterbacks in this draft. So I'm wondering if you guys have anything to think about Devontae Smith, because he won the Heisman. He won the Heisman Trophy and had one of the best seasons we've ever seen in college football. But he lands with the Eagles, which might not be an ideal situation. So I wonder if you guys how what you guys think he's going to do in the NFL in terms of fantasy football's first year in the league. Um, I think he'll be a solid wide receiver, too, with upside to be a wide receiver one, because we've seen Jalen Smith or. Jalen Hurts sent an absolute cannon down the field against the Cowboys in week 14. However, uh, there are there is some large. Uh, I, sorry, guys, I can't speak. Um, there are some huge risks uh, with the Eagles offensive line being very terrible and there not being a second option on the team. Um, I say, however, he could he's a solid wide receiver, too, and should consider him farther down your draft boards. I think that's a great point, because Deshaun Jackson, the player who that bomb was thrown to, is actually a very similar archetype to Devontae Smith. Now, another player I think we definitely have to touch on is Najee Harris. He was touted. If you've seen him hurdle or run at any point in the season, you know he's great. And he lands with the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is very classically a three-down role. So I wonder if you guys think that he will be able to succeed great levels, like RB1 levels in fantasy football this year, despite the Steelers' 31st-ranked uh, run-blocking online. Yeah, well, I mean, if you think about Najee Harris, he had 2,000 scrimmage yards, 26 TDs, and he, he's also receiving back. He had 400 yards, four TDs, 43 catches. And he averaged six yards per carry at Alabama. And I think he can be a great three-down running back because he can catch the ball. He can He's physical. He's also elusive. And there's no competition in the Steelers' offense other than Benny Snell, who's not going to get much carries. And with his frame 6'1", 230, he can move quickly. And so he he's a, a Derrick Henry that can catch. I think he can be... And RB2, maybe even RB1, we got to see down the line. But he's a great pickup in later rounds. I think a player I would definitely want to touch on is Jamar Chase. While I did not like the pick from an NFL standpoint, I think this is an amazing fit for fantasy football. I'm expecting a Justin Jefferson-type season from him. They absolutely – Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase destroyed the record book together at LSU. Last year, Joe Burrow was 10th all-time in pass yards per game while he was playing. He was on an insane pace. He also had the most attempts in the league at that point. So there's no problem with throwing the ball. A.J. Green also, who was complete dog water last year, had the second most air yards in the game. And I believe a lot of those targets and receptions are going to go to Jamar Chase. I believe that he can be just like Justin Jefferson with having Tyler Lloyd being a possession guy to compliment him. So I would definitely look to draft Jamar Chase, even as early as the sixth or seventh round next year. Since I think he's a stock you do not want to miss out on. Now, I want to talk about there's I feel like a lot of people spend time talking about the first round players, you know, the wide receivers selected and, you know, the first two running backs. But are there any guys like outside of that range, like second round players that we want to touch on? 
Or, um, like, yeah. late-term players? Um, yeah, no, I think that uh, Rondale Moore is my sleeper pick for fantasy this year. With a lot of tension being on DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green, Rondale Moore will seemingly have a small role in fantasy as a wide receiver three. However, Hopkins and Green are not 17-game guys, and injuries will crop up some point in the season, making Rondale Moore a good uh, bench player and a solid depth addition, as well as him having crazy speed on the outside. Uh, he could be a solid depth pick for your bench for wide receiver three. I'd agree. One player I'm definitely picking up in all my drafts is going to be Michael Carter Jr. He averaged eight yards per carry at UNC, was drafted in the fourth round by the Jets, and I believe it's going to be their day one starter. He's going to have to compete with Frank Gore and LaMichael P. Ryan. That is not an RB room that he will struggle with. Even though he might not be a high-end RB1 or even an RB2, the Jets, a starting running back with a, a great workload, is always going to be valuable in fantasy football. So that's why I think Michael Carter is definitely going to be a good sleeper. Yeah, now, I definitely agree. Now, the last thing I want to talk, touch on before we're done with this episode is just the general fantasy football outlook. Now, we haven't really spent a lot of time on this podcast yet talking about some players that we're happy about post-free agency or just going into this year in general. So I was wondering if there's any players you guys personally think are going to take that step forward or repeat what they did. or are just going to be good players that fantasy players should either start targeting in dynasty drafts or just start thinking about acquiring on their teams next year. Yeah. Uh, you can go ahead, Okay, um, I think uh, one of the players that I was uh, most looking forward to is Jonathan Taylor. I had him on my fantasy team uh, last season, and he did not disappoint. I think he could be maybe even an early second-round pick in the in the next draft. However, I think that like we'll have to see what happens with the cold situation. However, with the addition of Carson Wentz and that crazy good O-line, Jonathan Taylor should uh, become a monster next season. Yeah, I would agree. I think that O-line and his combination, what he did the past few games in the season, he was on a tear. And I would definitely, I do think his draft price is going to be high, but I do think it's going to be worth it. I was wondering, like, is there any players we think might have a bounce-back season last year? Someone who's injured, someone Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, someone like that? Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about Joe Mixon just because he was injured last year, a huge disappointment. But in the first, in the games he wasn't injured, he led the NFL in touches. And he's now going to have a very low ADP, like third round, you can pick him up. And he can be a RB1 for you because no Giovanni Bernard. He's gone in free agency. And as Philip said, the pickup of Jamar Chase, NFL defenses are not going to be able to stack the box against the Bengals. They're going to have to play around Tyler Boyd, uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. So Burrow has a lot of weapons. And so I think that's going to open up holes in the running game for Joe Mixon. And then possibly my favorite guy for fantasy football next year is going to be Miles Gaskin. He was a great addition this year if you had an on fantasy teams. Had a few amazing weeks. Last year, he was actually the RB8 in points per game, with this is missing games and sometimes sharing carries with people like Salvet Ackman. There's no one else in that backfield. They did not pick up running backs. They did not pick up any notable running backs in the NFL draft. They've added a wide receiving weapon, which, like Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller, which should add to the offense. Tua Tungavailoa is going into his second year. This all is the perfect storm. Accompanied by a great defense, this is all the perfect storm for Miles Gaskin to be a true RB1. He's going to have the opportunities. He's a receiver out of the backfield. He's going to have a lot of touchdowns. I don't think there's – there might be the, – there's almost nothing stopping this guy's path to being a top fantasy option. Is there anyone else that uh, – there's been a lot of – there's a lot of wide receiver movement with the free agency market, like Corey Davis leaving, Will Fuller changing teams, all Juju Smith-Schuster resigning, Kenny Galladay. Are there any players we want to talk about that might might have been affected by those moves or changes? Uh, yes, I think A.J. Brown is going to have a monster season. 
just because Corey Davis left to the Jets in free agency, John Smith to the Patriots. So there's really no one on that offense other than Derrick Henry. Um, so Tannehill is going to have to throw to somebody. A.J. Brown's going to have a huge target share. He had he had a little bit of injury problems, but in the games he played, he had 1,075 yards and 11 touchdowns, which was fifth in the NFL. And he had 16 yards per, per catch. So I think he can be a wide receiver one potential if he can stay healthy throughout the season. I would totally agree with that sentiment. I think he's going to be top five. Now, I was talking about the Dolphins earlier. I think an interesting prospect this year was going to be Will Fuller. He was the wide receiver four before he got injured on a points-per-game basis. He was truly elite with that amazing Thanksgiving game against Detroit. Now, he is going to be out for the first game of the season. He's got a new team, and we don't know if he can do it without the Pets. So what do you guys think What do you guys think about Will Fuller's outlook for next season? Um, I would say that his outlook is uh, moderately like moderately high. However, um he well he does have existing injuries and the peds uh, as well as Tua Tungavailoa being an uncertain pick. Uh, I'm not sure if he's reliable and you should be uh, wary of his uh, draft stock. Yeah, I agree. I think when thinking about drafting Will Fuller this season, this is the rule. It depends where he's going to go. If he goes too high, he's not going to be worth it. He's suspended game, uncertain quarterback, and Waddle might be the true number one there. But if he's going low, he's going to be a great flyer because he's chosen this year and year out when he's. If he's healthy on the field, he's a truly an elite weapon. I think one of the last guys I want to talk about before we wrap this up is Old Gramps, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the quarterback eight last year, throwing 80 touchdowns. Tom Brady's in the second year of Bruce Arian's system, which all quarterbacks get better. He had a lot of struggles last year and still managed to have this fantasy finish. While people will be chasing young, mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, just a lot of other quarterbacks, people will be ignoring Tom Brady, making him the perfect late-round option as drafts. He's got everything you need. He's a great quarterback, and he's got three amazing wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Chris Godwins, and Mike Evans. I would look for him to be a top eight quarterback this season, and I would definitely think if you focus on other positions early, he's going to be a great target in the late rounds of your drafts. Now, before we wrap up, is there anything you guys want to touch on or just say before we close out this episode? Uh, one last pick for you guys. Uh, Antonio Gibson uh, will probably be a great prospect this year. With there being distress in the uh, locker room for the Washington football team, he'll go to a running game such as Antonio Gibson. He only had 760 yards last season. However, he did not start the entire time and racked up big yardage in the last few games of the season. I think he's a great, like, probably third-round pick for you guys. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd also think makes your value back drastic. And if you are listening to this, Make sure to check out our TikTok and leave a comment down below and let us know you'd want anything for us to cover in the last season. Well, this was the Extra Point Podcast. Thanks for having us, and we'll see you guys later. Yeah, thanks for watching. Thank you so much.